Super Talk Mississippi media production. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Putting our differences to the side and talking about something we all love. In our old man river, lavish lakes and streams, pines full of the wildest life and possibilities. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. From the Foundation Studio right here on Biloxi's Back Bay, I want to welcome you to Super Talk Outdoors where we celebrate every single Monday at lunchtime the world-class outdoors of the state of Mississippi because we are, Mississippi is the capital of the outdoors in America. I want to thank you for joining us on the powerful Super Talk Mississippi Radio Network or on Super Talk TV and C Spire TV. But some of you are watching on YouTube or Facebook or listening on your favorite podcast. With that said, it's January the 15th, 2024. Hey, listen, while I'm at this point of how people engage this show, so many people engaging with this show in so many different ways, we want to be available to everybody however and whenever you want to engage with us. But I really appreciate the phenomenal feedback we get from the show. I mean, radio's king. A lot of you are in your trucks right now driving between duck holes or you're headed back to uh, you're headed to lunch to take a break from hunting but uh, you you engage in the show because we have such incredible guests and we have such a passion for conservation in this state and uh, you know I can say that as we go forward you're going to even see more passion from me as it relates to how we're managing this resource is everyone aligned in this state around protecting the North American wildlife model and are they focused on what science is telling us about how we ought to manage that resource? It, it, it has to do with our conservation efforts. It also has to do with how we approach our management of diseases. We're going to be talking more about that as we go forward. I want you to know that my, my views are mine, not those of the foundation, the sponsor of the show. And I always say this, but I think it's really important. Um, my voice is independent. So when it comes to outdoors and the and outdoors issues, you can count on me to say what needs to be said. And I am really honored to be in that position. Uh, listen, uh, we've had a series of great shows recently. Last week, we had a, a terrific show focused on ducks. You know, everybody's talking about ducks because we're right in the middle of the duck season. And here we are this week with some really fundamentally cold air happening. Maybe that will deliver some new ducks to, to this area. Um, but I've been, been looking forward to this next conversation with my friend Ed Penny, who is the Director of Public Policy for the Southern Region for Ducks Unlimited and someone I've enjoyed working with on conservation issues and have a lot of respect for and uh, Ed's going to be joining me for the full show today. So anyway, without any further ado, let me welcome Ed back to Super Talk Outdoors. How you doing, Ed? Great, Ricky. Good, good morning to you. Great to be back on the show. I appreciate all that you're saying and all that you're doing for the state of Mississippi because we are the capital of the outdoors. We are the capital of the outdoors. I often say that I'll stand toe to toe with anybody from any other state and have that debate with them. And uh, they may win on elk and they may win on mule deer. I'm going to win on white-tailed deer and turkey and red fishing and speckled trout fishing and, uh, you know, yellowfin fishing. I mean, well, I'll have that debate with anybody who wants to have that debate. But we're, we're so lucky to be in this state. And um, I, I know you have such a great perspective because you live here, but you have responsibilities. I think it's like seven states. Is that right? Did I remember that correctly? 
Almost double that. So I have 13 states uh, in the southern region for Ducks Unlimited. That covers New Mexico to Virginia. Yeah, okay. Well, man, thank you for reminding me. I, I, I did not remember that correctly. But that, that gives you such a great perspective on the duck situation. And, um, you know, there's no rest for the weary in your world, is there? There's not. I mean, it, waterfowl management, waterfowl conservation covers so much. And it is complex. It is extremely sophisticated. It takes a lot of work by a lot of folks. Ducks Unlimited is a leader. That's why I love working for DU. But there are so many other folks and partners involved in. So, uh, you know, what do you do this time of year? You know, do you see the, the 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 work your work come to fruition? Do you get to do some duck hunting yourself? Are you planning? You know, what's it what's it look like in your world? It waterfowl conservation never stops. You know, I'm the policy person here in the South. So my calendar kind of tracks legislative sessions around the states. It tracks what's happening in D.C. at the federal level. So there's a little bit of a break between Christmas and Martin Luther King Day weekend, even though we're still planning for sessions incoming. But it does slow a little, slow down a little bit around Christmas, and I am able to enjoy getting out in the field with friends and legislators and folks that we work with and ground and in capitals around the around the states. You know, I have uh, I mentioned this last Monday, but I had the opportunity um, to lease some farms in the Mississippi Delta, and uh, it's been interesting watching. Uh, the, the 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 duck situation very closely, um, and there's been a lot written more recently. It's so complex. I mean, there are some people that want it to be just this, you know, just about weather, or just about you know what happens up and up the Mississippi Flyway, or any number of other things. I mean, it's a but it's a very 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 complex thing. A lot of things have been written about it. But and one of the duck holes that my son and my friends, I, I hunt. You know, I'll do a couple of hunts a year. I'm I'm not a rabid duck hunter like a lot of my friends are. They they are absolutely obsessed with it. And I get why. I mean, one of my funnest duck hunts was last year at uh, at this place, Gadwall Landing, that my friends own. And uh, it was toward the end of last year. And it was my 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 son Jordan and my best friend Terry Waldrop and I, and we just laughed. I mean, we, we first of all we laughed because the ducks were flying so good, the the views were amazing. Uh, we had a we had a wonderful duck hunt. The camaraderie was amazing. It was a great reminder to me that when you're duck hunting, as I said with you many times, it's the ultimate social sport. Yes. But it's just, but again, the scenery and the and to contemplate the ducks that you're looking at right now are migratory for the most part. And where they came from, and how they got there, and the great variety that we had the opportunity to shoot—I I just love that. But I don't have to do it every weekend. I, I enjoy taking grandkids and and uh, nephews deer hunting, so I, I like to spend time in the deer stand with them. And um, and so that's kind of my thing. But listen, this year they've had some great—they've had some great duck hunts. I mean, gadwall and wood ducks, and green and uh, blue winged teal. And a few widgeons, you know, in the mix. A couple of uh, of um, mallards, certainly not like the mallards like they were in the past. But, but, but they've had some good duck hunts. But I know that their experience and those duck hunts that they've been on have been few and far between. The reality is, it's been a it's been a slow season for the most part. We can attribute a lot of that to. Uh, the fact that, you know, as uh, as Ramsey Russell pointed out last week on Christmas Day in Alberta, it was 54 degrees. And I mean, when you hear that, you realize that 
standing snow, frozen water, and very cold temperatures are what usually brings the, the, the ducks down. None of that existed this year. So it's, um, you know, when you combine that to all the other things, the changes in migratory patterns and so many other characteristics that are part of the, of the description for why the duck hunting is, is a little bit changed over the years, um, it's been a tough duck season, hasn't it? It has been a tough duck season, and there's no denying it. And, you know, I'm not going to make any excuses on why it's been a tough duck season, but the key point is to control what we can control. Uh, we can't control the weather. We can't control what happens in other states here in Mississippi. Uh, and we can talk about the habitat that we have here, the lack thereof. And we can talk about the habitat or lack thereof in Canada and in the breeding grounds in the Dakotas. So some of those things we can control, but the weather is one thing we cannot. And unfortunately, as, as Ramsey eloquently put it, in Alberta, if it's 54 degrees, there's no ice and no snow. Uh, and where they should be playing pond hockey, on prairie potholes, they're wide open or dry. So um, there's no denying that and no excuses made there, but it has been a tough duck season and I've been a witness to it. I've had a couple quality hunts and I zeroed yesterday in the <laughs> state of Mississippi. So uh, it's been tough. Well, you know what's interesting is that what happens when it's complex and it is complex and we'll get into some of those complexities before we get done with our conversation today, but when it's complex, what happens is um, people tend to lean toward the easiest description of the problem. You know, this the problem is this. You know, the problem is they're feeding them too much up in the north, and it's causing them to stop short of getting to our areas. Um, some would describe it as uh, the migratory. Sh uh, uh, there's been a migratory shift. Some say west. Some say east. Um, some say dispersed. But you know that you know you get you look at the data and there's certainly some suggestion that a lot of that may be happening. Um, some say it has to do with, especially as it relates to mallards, because the data that's coming out around this is begin beginning to get pretty compelling. That farm-raised mallards have breeded with migratory mallards, and when that happens, you've got uh, a duck that doesn't want to migrate anymore. So you know that's that's an issue. Um, you know, it's a, it's a lot about habitat, you know, and, and the need for habitat enhancement. A lot of farming operations where there used to be wetlands, and, and this is all the way up the flyway. Um, anyway, at the end of the day, it's extraordinarily complex. And so it's hard to say it's one thing, isn't it? It is. It's not one thing. and But I can say that most of our problems are connected to habitat. Uh, and... You know, that's Ducks Unlimited's mission is to conserve habitat. Our number one priority is not the state of Mississippi. Our number one priority is the Prairie Pothole region because that's where our ducks come from. But the lower Mississippi Valley, of which Mississippi and the Delta are part, that is a continental level one priority uh, yeah. for Ducks Unlimited across the entire continent. Well, that's that's a pretty compelling statement to make when you think about the, the resources and the leadership role you can play in, in directing resources. That's a pretty compelling statement to make. We'll start to kind of break it all down as we continue our conversation here uh, after this break with Ed Penny from Ducks Unlimited. we see you after this break. 
Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. Get ready to tackle all those chores with the help of a John Deere 3 Series tractor. AgUp Equipment has the ultimate workhorse ready for you. And guess what? It comes with 0% financing for 60 months, plus $750 off. These tractors are powerhouses equipped with a robust engine that delivers ample horsepower to handle a range of tasks on your property. Explore more unbeatable deals and offers by visiting us online at agup.com. Offer ends 131-2024. Some exclusions apply. See dealer for details. Be sure to tune in every Saturday morning from 10 until noon for The Handyman Show. Brought to you locally in part by Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions. Protecting your home from structural damage, cracks, humidity, mold, and more. That's Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions of Mississippi. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. In the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. The ugly truth is when you buy a timeshare, you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. I recently helped a couple that had their maintenance fees go from $800 to $3,200 a year. They also received a $4,000 assessment for a hurricane that was over a 1,000 miles away. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. Call 800-738-9900. That's 800-738-9900. 800-738-9900. At Clinton Body Shops, we want you to know that after an accident, you have the right to choose where to get your repair. We're continuing to follow our founder's mission. The late John Mosley believed consumers deserve to have their vehicles returned to their pre-accident condition using OEM parts and OEM repair procedures. Therefore, we're continuing OEM training and certification with as many manufacturers as possible. In fact, we now have more certifications from more automakers than any shop in Mississippi. Auto accidents can be very stressful, and the last thing you need is a repair that devalues your car and makes it unsafe. Because you have the right to choose, tell your insurer you want a Clinton Body Shop repair. Go to ClintonBodyShop.com, and as John used to say, we really do take pride in perfection. Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Leading the conversation on Mississippi's outdoors, it's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors as we continue to converse with my friend Ed Penny who is a, a, a really important leader in DU for the southern region, has a very large area that he has to say grace over, but he gets an opportunity to get a lot of data, you know, anecdotal, some of that anecdotal, some of that some of that, that hard data, but you've got really important, uh, I would say, um, stakeholders and partners that you work with. One uh, is Heath Hagee, who's the project leader for the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Services National Wildlife Refuge System. But those kind of partnerships are really important to you guys, aren't they, Ed? 
They are, and U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service manages land through the refuge system, but they also do a lot of scientific data collection on migratory birds. You know, one of the most important things is the maize survey. That's that's where they count breeding ducks or estimate breeding ducks. That's where they estimate maize ponds or actual pothole numbers. Then they also support the states like Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries and Parks and doing the midwinter survey. So they're actually counting ducks during the winter, usually early, not early February, early January. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's really good. You know, what's interesting, they're just one example. They're able to capture and uh, and coordinate the collection of a lot of data. But if you think about biologists across North America that are focused on ducks, there's a lot of research that's been going on around what their migration patterns are by species, where they come from, where they're going over a bunch of years, man. I mean, there's just no, there's no doubt about that. And what's, what's emerged as a result of collecting that data have been some pretty clear pictures about certain species and what's up with those species. I mean, that's, you, you guys are seeing that as well, right? Right, and those surveys, particularly in the prairies, they've been going on since the mid 50s. And we have to maintain those because those do support our current hunting season frameworks, bag limits, all the all the hunting management that the Fish and Wildlife Service in the states do. So we have to maintain data collection, but we are seeing declines. I mentioned to you off the air that there's been a decline in mallard breeding population numbers of about 50% since 2015. So that's being observed, that's being seen by duck hunters in the blind. And that's that's one reason we're having poor success this year. So so let, let's, let's zero in on mallards for just a second because this whole taught notion of short stopping, we'll describe to people what that is. Uh, that's part that's part of the, uh, of the answer. You, you just mentioned just a few minutes ago that the breeding population has reduced by 50%. That's pretty, that's significant actually. Especially when you when you factor in to um, all, all you know the weather conditions and all the other aspects, but short stopping is uh, is real. One of the things I read recently was that farmers in the in the Midwest and further north are are planting more corn and grain, whereas before they weren't. They were they were they were doing different kinds of farming. So you've got you've got the kind of of uh, a food for let's do again we're talking about mallards in particular here that mallards like and so you know a lot of mallards they find water nearby and they've got uh, they've got food where they used to not have it um, this is not any one project that any uh, duck conservation effort is involved in this is just pure farming operations that that are very significant and growing in number um, you've got a situation there where you know the the mallards are stopping and the data does uh, suggest that that's happening, isn't it? Doesn't it? Yeah, it does indicate that, and it is important to point out that this is conventional corn. This isn't necessarily flooded corn, and in some duck hunting area in you know Illinois or Iowa or somewhere, this is conventional farmed corn, just like you see in the Mississippi Delta, except it's up in the upper Midwest, and there's millions of acres of it. Uh, and when it's not covered in snow, like in a year like this, up until this hopefully big cold front that we're about to see. It's not covered in snow, so it is available to waterfowl to forage and feed and stick around and stay there instead of flying south to the wintering grounds. So yeah, it is it is something that that we need to pay attention to. Do we have control over that, Ricky? No, none, none, none whatsoever. I think I think it's um, important too that you're seeing a growth in 
hunting operations that do farm their own ducks. I mean, th this has been a, a trend for some time. And so, it, you know, there's been at least some conversation. It actually was, was brought up in a commission meeting about whether there should be, Mississippi should invest in farming operations. But the data is becoming very clear. Uh, one of the things that I noted is that a large number of current ducks have some percentage of farm-raised duck in them, and that the data is showing very clearly now that farm-raised ducks or ducks that don't that have some portion of farm-raised don't want to migrate, and so that changes the migration patterns. Is that something DU's talking about? We're doing a lot of DNA analysis. We're supporting some work, and I think Ramsey mentioned it, and it's been on the used podcast a bunch of times that we are supporting a lot of scientific research to identify where our ducks are coming from. We can actually look at a, or analyze a feather to see if it came from Saskatchewan or Maryland or South Carolina or you know some other place, some game farm. So we can tell that. We're getting a lot of interest and support from hunters. So hunters are providing uh, feathers to this project. So we are we are part of that. Uh, and we are seeing that there is a lot of detrimental effects to game farm mallards. Uh, we've seen it in the Atlantic Flyway, uh, but we're focused on wild migratory birds. We're focused on traditional management practices, supporting programs that we know produce ducks. And that's making sure we have grass and we have water in the prairies. Unfortunately, we have had a drought the last few years and grasslands continue to be lost and they are turning into farmland and there's real reasons for that to happen. But what we can do is protect what's left and make sure that ranchers have places to put their cows because cows are good for ducks. Grazing is good for ducks that keeps duck habitat on the ground. Well, in my conversation, you mentioned Ramsey, Ramsey Russell of GetDucks.com. He has uh, literally a global footprint. He uh, is involved in doing exotic duck hunts all around the world. And he is a he is an advocate for duck hunting. And he's involved, for example, in the anti-hunting effort down in Australia. He's, uh, I don't know how Ramsey does what he does, cause, and, he, and he does it extraordinarily well. But when we when on the dish, on the issue of, of of farming ducks, he was unbelievably critical of of any discussion about that because he just felt like for those who are charged with managing the resource, the last thing we need to be talking about in terms of a statewide effort would be farming ducks. I would, you know, it just he he's been working with the University of Texas in Austin. And, and, and talk very specifically about the genetic work that they've been doing down there. And um, we should v pay very close attention to those efforts and other efforts like them that are helping us really understand how does the combination of migratory birds and farm-raised birds result in a duck that will not migrate. And that is a really important problem. And look, here, here's the thing. We would never be able to f farm enough ducks <laughs> to replace what, you know, the number of ducks that are that are in the flyway. So, you know, and, and I think DU, DU's got to continue to do what you're doing, which is we're going to focus on where the ducks come from and enhancements in the, in the, um, um, uh, the, the ground, let me put it that yeah. way. 
enhancements in the ground that can be made that could that could facilitate creating more ducks down the flyway. That's where that's where your energy needs to be, uh, improving the habitat and and all of that. But the fact that that a vote about funding of DU could uh, on our Mississippi State Commission could could only win three to two. With two commissioners voting against it, it's concerning, and you, you just—I think—I think we have to be aligned. I'm not—I'm not being overly critical, and I'm not—I'm not—I'm not, I'm not trying to bring too much light to that. But if the vote were three to two against it, then we would—you know—Mississippi would not be investing in in the kind of habitat um, enhancement that need to be made because the reality is the ducks from Mississippi come from north way up north in north america and we have to all be aligned around that and we all have to be aligned around habitat improvements that can be made there be made there and here to enhance the flyway so and that's where your energy is isn't it it is and you know one of the wonders and one of the facts about waterfowl management is when you do hold a wild bird in your hand that you harvested that you called in with your duck call that you decoyed into your duck hole in the state of Mississippi, you can be confident that that bird came from somewhere else. And if it has a band, you can tell exactly where it was banded. Uh, but all of our birds come from elsewhere. They do not come from Mississippi. Wood ducks are the, are the lone exception. Uh, we love wood ducks or the state, state duck of Mississippi, but our mallards, other species, they're coming from elsewhere. And, and that's one of the wonders of waterfowl hunting. And we do depend on hunters to support conservation. We depend on hunters to be part of the data collection process, to be part of science. Yeah, uh, we okay. have a strong track record of that. And, you know, it is an amazing thing to hold a wild bird in your hands. It came from Canada or the Arctic Circle. Hey, listen, uh, when we come back, after last week's conversation with Ramsey, I got a couple of really interesting questions. Um, about the farming of ducks, you may or may not be able to answer, but it's just I, I'm just curious about have you heard these questions be being raised as um, as potential ways of addressing the problem? When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Ed Penny from Ducks Unlimited. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I am Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 30% chance of rain, freezing rain and sleet, cloudy skies, high only to 35. Tonight, 50% chance of sleet and freezing rain, mostly cloudy, low around 16. Your Tuesday, mostly sunny, high only to 29 degrees. And Wednesday, sunny skies, high near 44. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871. Mind my own business? What's that supposed to mean? No, I was just thinking about all of the news of tax changes, insurance changes, regulations that are being passed down to business owners. I don't have the time to keep growing and to keep up with changing payroll regulations. I know. It seems like all I do is handle employee-related problems. You know, I hear PeopleLease can help. How can they help? PeopleLease can handle our payroll, taxes, employee benefits, and workers' compensation. They even offer an affordable and customizable 401k program and a 24-7 online human 
Human Resources Support Center for all my HR needs. Think of all the time we'll save letting People Lease handle our payroll and benefits administration. I'll be busy growing my business and letting People Lease take care of the rest. Sounds like a good business plan with People Lease. Let People Lease mind your business so you can mind your own business. Call now, 601 987 3025. That's 601 987 3025. Or visit freepayrollquotes.com for your free quote. Imagine having all the money you need for retirement, all the income, every month, guaranteed. That's Secure Future Investor, an indexed annuity tied to growth in the stock market, but without any risk of loss ever. It's guaranteed money for life income, no matter how long you live. Call 888-509-2228. 888-509-2228. Sponsored by GP Agency, Inc., Raleigh, North Carolina. Licensed in all states. Performance may vary. Consult with your financial professional before making an investment decision. Discover, this is Daniela. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great. But with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Do you like asparagus and mushroom sorbet? I've got leftovers. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to Discover. Eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Hi, I'm Thomas Trammell, owner of Family Termite and Environment. We're a family-owned and operated business, and we care about our customers and treat them like family. In Mississippi, we have all four seasons and every weather condition, sometimes all in the same day. Environmental changes attract different types of household pests to our homes. No matter what type of pest you're dealing with, Family Termite is here to answer your questions and help find a solution. Call us for all your pest and termite control needs. That's Family Termite at 601-933-1014. I'm J.T. Mitchell, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. One person is dead and five others are injured after an explosion at a Kapaya County home. According to law enforcement, the incident happened on Sunday afternoon at a house on Wilderness Road. While we do know that the injured were airlifted to the University of Mississippi Medical Center in Jackson, we don't know what caused the explosion. No victims' names are being released as an investigation continues. And as wintry weather crosses the state, lawmakers are expected to brave the cold and convene at the Capitol in just a few hours. You know, a lot of my colleagues, I was with uh, some of my delegation from DeSoto County uh, last night. Most of us came down uh, knowing that we would have to, to gavel in today at 4 o'clock. So I don't think weather's going to prevent us from, from continuing to do the people's work. That was Republican Rep Rodney Hall. Keep up with the legislative session at supertalk.fm. This is professional ball player and former Mississippi State Bulldog, Jake Mangum. You can't make it in life without making good choices. Choices like living healthy, going to school, taking care of your family, and insurance through Farm Bureau. With their exceptional customer service and competitive insurance rates, they're a good choice anyone can make. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Jerry, was that a bird? Nope, just folks banging on the C Spire store window. I bet they heard we have iPhone 15 Pro. Look, more people and my grandma? Your grandma's fierce. Get the gift you really wanted. iPhone 15 Pro at C Spire. Made with titanium and featuring the most advanced iPhone camera system yet. Get it on us with trade-in. C Spire, customer inspired. Requires purchase of 36 months device payment plan and new line activation on eligible wireless service plan. See cspire.com for detail. 
You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Are customers able to find you online? With the power of STMM Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. STMM Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. This is Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I'm my friend Ed Penny, who has tremendous responsibilities for policy in the Southern District of of uh, the United States, and uh, he's a real good friend of the show and someone I enjoy checking in with from time to time. Uh, so, on the duck farming uh, thing, just a couple other points. One of the interesting obviously one of the interesting things about being able to extend this show into social media is the opportunity for people to raise questions. And it's like one guy asked a question for, okay, so if you, it would, would mallards that were farmed that were raised in Mississippi, would they stay in Mississippi? And I guess, I guess he's getting to the point that uh, if, if the ducks aren't going to migrate, if mallards aren't going to migrate here anymore, can we just grow our own? What, what's, what's your thoughts about that? I think we've got a lot of predators in the state of Mississippi that would be pretty tough on ducks, uh, bobcats, owls, largemouth bass, alligators. They all they all eat ducks. And what we've seen with wood ducks, and you know, those are species that are adapted and and live in Mississippi year round. There's very very high duckling mortality, uh, so it, it's hard for a duck to survive. Number one, uh, because a lot of things like to eat them. Well, one guy, one guy came in and said, "Duck farming isn't the answer to migration." Um, uh, another guy said this. Um, Let's say you raise fifty mallards a year. Gators are going to get twenty. Hawks and eagles are going to get twenty. Ten may survive. Not worth it. And he said, "Just add more duck huts for woodies." But I, but it's a good. I mean, it's a really good point. Really, I mean, the, the whole notion of predators and 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 all of that. Um, but you know, it's interesting. People are thinking about it. They want to learn more about it. I mean, a lot of questions about DNA. Um, I see, I see DNA throughout the stream here, and um, people concerned about this notion that a farm-raised mallard breeding with a migratory mallard, and the fact that that could and does. I mean, the science is already sh suggesting strongly, actually, that that does change whether that duck's going to want to migrate or not. These are important. These are important points. If we really, really are concerned about the North American wildlife model and re the recognition that these birds belong to us, and that we've got that the key to our success is to manage them appropriately, and when it comes to ducks in particular, the loss of habitat. I mean, um, we can talk about changes in migratory patterns and all this other stuff, but the losses in habitat are the number one issue that we're facing all the way from the breeding grounds all the way down to the Mississippi Delta and beyond. That is without a doubt something we can all agree on, isn't it? It is and, and Mississippi has a strong track record of supporting those habitat conservation efforts throughout the flyway. Uh, MDWFP supported and the commission has supported sending funding to Canada, uh, both through Ducks Unlimited and Delta Waterfowl for habitat-based measures that support breeding ducks, uh, that's securing grasslands, that's protecting wetlands. 
in a voluntary way. This is not regulatory driven. This is willing landowners doing what's right for waterfowl and wetlands. Uh, so Mississippi has a track record of success supporting Canada, but also in Mississippi, you know, there are duck stamp dollars that are invested in on public lands and on private lands in the state of Mississippi. And DU uses a lot of those dollars to do that too. And, you know, you can't do one or the other, you gotta do both. And that's what I always used to say, uh, but it's not sexy, it's not shiny, but you gotta support habitat throughout the flyway. One of the interesting things about the migration patterns that I found interesting in my reading about it is that, um, you know, 20, 30 years ago, there was a very defined migration pa pattern for, for most of the ducks. And what we're seeing now is that in some cases, especially with mallards, that they kind of bounce around a bit. And as a scientist, that's got to be hard to get your arms around it, that instead of having this excuse me, really defined migration pattern, this notion that they bounce around, um, it makes it hard to describe, you know, how we're going to fix it, doesn't it? It does. And back when I was in Mississippi State learning about waterfowl ecology from Dr. Rick Kaminsky, he used to talk about how ducks are samplers. They sample places, a lot of places to find out where they can find food and where they can be safe and where they can find a mate. And the most important thing is they want to survive. Uh, and what helps them survive the best? We can we can harvest a few, harvest surplus, take a few ducks here and there, but we need ducks to fly back north. Uh, and it's important to have, again, habitat on public and private lands to support ducks. And we have to keep doing that in Mississippi. I hunted public land yesterday as well-managed habitat but unfortunately the ducks were few. Uh, and that's what kind of year it is. And I wish that we could say that we have a lot of ducks like we did in 2015, but duck numbers have gone down at the breeding level, at the breeding population level, they've gone down. Therefore, we're seeing lower numbers in the state of Mississippi and in Arkansas and Louisiana. The data is showing us that. Hey, listen, uh, one of the benefits to this land that I mentioned that my good friends hunt at and that I hunt at when I decide to go duck hunting is that it's uh, fairly well fingerprinted for gadwalls and a couple of other species, not necessarily mallards. That may be one of the reasons why the hunts are, are really good. They had, uh, they had a hunt last weekend where they limited out in less than 10 minutes and then they watched after that as hundreds of wood ducks. I, 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 I posted some videos of this at uh, Super Talk Outdoors but hundreds of wood ducks and, and gadwalls are trying to work their way into this hole. Um, so they're lucky. I mean, they're lucky that they've got a, a place that's like that. And then again, I mentioned the, the green wing teal. So, you know, I would say, uh, you know, pintails, we've seen some changes in that. You have to get down to the species level to really appreciate some of this. And our friend Alex Littlejohn made this point that too many people find, see success as only killing greenheads. And uh, I see success as having a great variety of ducks. You know, it doesn't personally it doesn't matter to me 
which ducks we have. And my friend Mark Creech, incidentally, he's a he's a really kind of a good uh, cooker of uh, wild game in general. But he said he would love to have wood ducks more than anything else because of the nutty flavor and whatever. And I have to sort of agree with him on that. But it is interesting how people define success in duck hunting by just mallards when they should think more in terms of big ducks and a, and a, and a wonderful variety. You're right, and, and my seven-year-old asked me the other day what my favorite duck to eat was, and I told him a green-winged teal, so I'll differ with you on that. Uh, but uh, it is absolutely true that success should not be defined just by what we have on our strap. We see a lot of Instagram posts, a lot of Facebook posts with lots of full straps, and that happens sometimes, but it doesn't happen as often as what, what those influencers would have us believe. Uh, it's been a tough duck season, and, and the folks all around the country are saying exactly the same thing. So relish when it's good, relish a quality hunt. I had one of those earlier this year where we didn't kill limits of ducks, but it was a quality hunt. Ducks didn't leave the hole. We got them. It wasn't many of them, but we had a great hunt with a lot of good friends. Saw my two-year-old dog working, so that was fun. Uh, so there's lots of different ways to measure success besides how much green is on your is on your strap at the end of the hunt. There's no doubt about it. Hey, listen, in looking at sort of migration patterns of all these species of waterfowl, one of the things that um, that stands out is that geese. I, I remember um, back in the uh, '80s. We used to, when I was at the Sun Herald, we used to bring a, a group of advertisers down to hunt at, I think the name of the place was the Mallard Lodge. I, I, that's what comes to my mind down in South Louisiana. We had great duck hunts, incidentally, down there. And, you know, a lot of a lot of folks in that area, incidentally, uh, they talk a lot about how they don't see the species of ducks the way they used to see them. But one of the things you saw a lot of is lots of geese. And one of the things I've noticed in the reading of the migratory changes is that instead of there being, you know, I don't know how many, but lots of geese down in that part of the country, they're actually in the Mississippi Delta now. You know, you're seeing a shift to the Mississippi Delta. And, um, and boy, do you see that. I mean, when I'm there, I, I don't think I've ever seen so many geese out in the fields as I see today. Um, so, uh, you know, there's some, there's some really good de geese hunting going on in this state right now, isn't there? That's true. And, and geese have changed where they spend the winter. They used to spend it in Texas and southwest Louisiana. Uh, that's been connected to rice. Rice agriculture has declined in those two parts of the south. Uh, for a lot of different reasons, but we still have rice in the Mississippi Delta and Arkansas, particularly in Northeast Louisiana. So we are seeing a lot of speckled bellies, white fronted geese. We're seeing a ton of snow geese and those are fun to hunt. It's completely different than going out and standing in a duck hole, but it is, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, that is one thing that we can point to that, that is new and different and possibly better than what it used to be. There's no doubt. I can tell you, uh, again, my friends um, have gone out and laid in some fields and put out the 250 decoys and sent some videos to me, man, during the hunt that knock your socks off. Just so, so much fun these guys were having uh, as you watch these layers and layers of geese coming in to, to land literally on top of them. Fun, fun kind of hunting. Hey, listen, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Ed Penny from Dex Unlimited. We'll see you after this break. Sweet soul for him I said three 
England for Clark's Remodeling and Repair. The kind of work that Jerry's done for me includes you know, minor repairs like rotting wood, remodeling uh, the master bath, uh, putting new French doors on the back of the house. He understands what he's doing and he usually points out you know, why I've had problems and not only how to fix it, but how to fix it so the problem doesn't recur. I think Jerry's trustworthiness is beyond reproach. Clark's Remodeling and Repair, a company you can trust. 601-214-9463. That's 601-214-9463. Get ready to tackle all those chores with the help of a John Deere 3 Series tractor. AgUp Equipment has the ultimate workhorse ready for you. And guess what? It comes with 0% financing for 60 months, plus $750 off. These tractors are powerhouses equipped with a robust engine that delivers ample horsepower to handle a range of tasks on your property. Explore more unbeatable deals and offers by visiting us online at agup.com. Offer ends 131-2024. Some exclusions apply. See dealer for details. For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, Mirrors cut to size and installed. Picture frame glass, tables, desktops, insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass. They'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at VenableGlass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services, 601-605-4443. Progressive asks, what do a late-night pizza craving Pizza place. Can I get one large pepperoni pizza? A newly licensed teen delivery driver. A guaranteed delivery time or its free offer. And your front fence have in common? Uh-oh. It's my fence! They can turn your stomach upside down in under 30 minutes. I'm still getting a tip, right? Bundle your home and auto with Progressive for great savings and round-the-clock protection. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Not available in all states or situations. Hey, everyone. Gather around. It's time for corny jokes about passing the torch. The team at Kirian's Welding was fused together solid. Thanks for all the late nights and early shifts. But double retirements mean the crew must bond with some certified new hires. You've both gone the extra millimeter. Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates, and you can schedule and conduct virtual interviews right from the Indeed dashboard. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Join Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick every Saturday from 10 till noon as he broadcasts live from the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation studio. Contact MCEF today 
leading the way in training, credentials, and job placement. What is Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation's Child Saver Program? Well, sadly, car accidents are the leading cause of death for children under five. Mississippi law requires children under the age of four to be protected by child passenger restraint devices and children under the age of seven in a booster seat. With the Child Saver Program, Farm Bureau provides members the chance to order car and booster seats at a discount. Because when Mississippi thrives, we all thrive. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. Tune in to Middays with Gerard Gibbert each weekday, live from the Element Wealth Studios. Is retirement on your mind? Do you have a plan? Go to myelementwealth.com to find your balance between income, growth, and guarantees. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. We live in one of the best places in America to enjoy the outdoors. So let's talk about it. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. Appreciate you joining us today as we continue our visit with Ed Penny from Ducks Unlimited. And, uh, you know, if we've done nothing else in this show, Ed, I think, you know, we kind of brought a little bit more attention to how the duck situation is so dynamic in the state. And it used to be, used to, you know, used to our focus. I remember back when I was the president of Wildlife Federation and we had the, the pothole, adopt a pothole program that a lot of our attention was simply on increasing the number of eggs that we could produce in the, in the, um, in the uh, North America, in Canada and places like that to, to, to breed more ducks so we could get more ducks down here. That was where a lot of the focus was. But over the years, boys got a lot more complex than that. And I hope the conversation today is just about helping people understand that there's no one answer, man. It's a, it's a very dynamic uh, uh, answer. And it requires folks like Ducks, ducks Unlimited and U.S. US Fish and, and Wildlife and, and folks like our friend uh, Ramsey Russell and so many others to work together, universities and others continue to gather lots of data and to keep the focus on what we can do to enhance the migration patterns of ducks. That's where a lot of our focus needs to be. Hey, so um, before we get done, Ed, why don't you just give us a few examples of some of the work you're doing in Mississippi. I know you're, you're working all across these states for the southern region, but, but you're, you're, your, home, your home state is Mississippi, and you guys are doing some great projects with uh, the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, Parks. Give us a couple of examples of those. Yeah, Ricky, thank you for mentioning that and give me a chance to talk about it. Um, like I said, the Prairie Pothole region is absolutely our continental priority for Ducks Unlimited, but Mississippi is also included, you know, close second because the Lower Mississippi Valley is a level one priority and it is supported by science. And that's why we work in Mississippi. It's not because I live here, because our Southern Regional Office is based in, in the Jackson area, but we are investing in the state of Mississippi and on our public lands in particular, places that I like to hunt, places that uh, that a lot of Mississippians hunt. Uh, and in particular, the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund, which we've talked about a lot over the last few years, uh, and we hope to continue to see support this legislative session by this new legislature. No reason to think otherwise, uh, but we are investing trust fund dollars with Ducks Unlimited dollars on public lands in Mahana Wildlife Management Area, Howard Miller WMA, so we are doing work there where hunters can see it and it's taking 
Again, those state dollars through the trust fund, it's taking some matching funds from Department of Wildlife, Fisheries and Parks, and we're taking DU dollars and putting it all into one pot and doing work on the ground to, to make better habitat here in the state for Mississippi duck hunters. Listen, Ed, we all work so closely together on the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund. But it is awesome to see it in action. Um, the matching funds are there and they're growing. The number of projects that have been funded have been phenomenal. The number of projects that are waiting in line, waiting to be waiting to be funded, are, are significant. But you know, we're 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 just getting started, and already significant improvements are being made in our outdoor enjoyment in this state. And the fact that we're able to leverage the dollars, turn it into three or four dollars, one dollar that Mississippi puts into it, and seeing the commitment of the lieutenant governor, uh, we look forward to working with the new speaker and the legislature to. to I think eventually, hopefully, we can get some some uh, energy around uh, a sustainable revenue source so we don't have to do this on an annual basis. But but regardless, I mean, we're, we're we've hit the ground running and good things are happening in this state as a result. It's everything we th- hoped it would be, isn't it? It is. It's it's beyond our wildest dreams to see how successful it's been. We got $10 million the first year. I think that there were $100 million in requests for that $10 million. They're working on spending the second $15 million, and I think they got about $70 million in requests. So the demand is there for more and better funding for outdoor projects here in the state. And the quality of the, the, quality of the projects. Now, just, of course, the more people become aware of it, it could be local governments. It could be it could be you know uh, conservation organizations. One of the great things about having uh, folks like Nature Conservancy, Ducks Unlimited, and others at the table is you can see what other states were doing. How are they leveraging their funds? How are they creating uh, as many dollars as possible from the matching components to be able to make a project really go and make it viable? Um, it's it's exciting about to see this. And the other thing I should point out is that. Uh, I think that the that the uh, the board, the board of trustees for for the, uh, the the trust fund has been terrific. I mean, they hit the ground running. They had to form an organization. They had to hire an executive director, and Ricky Flint, who was the guy who got ultimately got that job. And um, they had to do a lot of requests for proposals from people and communicate. They had a lot of work to do to evaluate the proposals and make decisions. Uh, you know, so there would be a nice balance. They wanted to do some small projects. They wanted to do some big projects. They didn't want all the money going in one place, but they wanted to do some big projects so they could they could uh, do something that was going to be impactful. So it's been great to watch, and I appreciate your leadership on that issue. I know you're proud as I am to kind of see it all come into fruition. Hey, listen, Ed, it's been a pleasure to catch with you my friend great to see you ricky and i appreciate all you're doing for the outdoors in mississippi for our conservation work it's important to point out that how how important our scientific foundation is and how important hunting is for continued conservation and we are and will remain leaders in that i can't agree more uh, god bless you my friend and thank you for your leadership have a great week we'll see you next week and stay safe when you're in the outdoors always stay safe we'll see you god bless you Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.